everyone, and welcome back to Campfire Chronicles. I'm your host, Chris. And I'm Garrett. This week, we'll be discussing something from our paranormal chapter. Paranormal chapter. So, if y'all don't follow us on Instagram, go ahead and do that. Like, right now. Pause the Spotify. Pause the iTunes, whatever. Pause the Spotify. Like you have to do that. Pause I everything. You just click, click the link screen up at the uh, the top right corner. You can click Instagram. Well, I, I was doing it for audio only listeners, Garrett. It's oh. not always about our live streamers. Okay. Audio only listeners. First of all, join our live stream and stop being squares. Uh, and second of all, view the squares on our live stream that have our links in them. Uh, for anybody who's listening, if you were watching, it'd be at the top right corner of your screen right now. But if you're not watching, then you should be. So, so pause your Spotify, go to Instagram, type in campfire underscore chronicles PC, and you will see an amazing, amazing piece of artwork. Um, but the reason why I bring that up is because we have been in a little bit of a tiff with the haunted housewives podcast. So I see. For the past week. Uh, so I hear my phone going off all day long. <laughs> so the, after last week's episode, I was texting Carly and, you know, asking what they were going to do. And they were like, well, you know, we're doing Rob at the doll. And I was like, and they asked what we were doing. And I was like, well, I have no fucking idea. Like every week, I just kind of fake it till I make it. Yeah, pretty much. So she was like, well, why don't we do double doll episodes? And I said, I love it. And so they're doing, they did Robert the doll and their episode actually, um, their episode actually aired on Monday. Um, and so you can actually go listen to that now. Like I said, it's haunted, uh, haunted housewives podcast, uh, but they did Robert the doll. We're doing Annabelle tonight and it is a fight against each other. Who is the greatest haunted doll? Ding, ding. Let's go. So. Let's get into it. So far, so far, uh, our two listeners, uh, Carly and Looney Loser, which I believe is probably Tara. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So (laughs) let's go ahead and get into it. Garrett, what do you know about Annabelle? Uh, She was a doll. Uh, She's not pictured like she is in the movie, uh, or she's not actually like she is pictured in the movie is what I meant to say. Um. Most people see her as that like ceramic faced, painted face doll, and that's absolutely not true. When we posted pictures on our Instagram of the actual Annabelle doll, which was actually just a 1970s version of the Raggedy Ann doll, everybody was like, That's not Annabelle. And I was like, Yes, it is. And they were like, Nah. I was like, Okay, do me a favor, look up the real Annabelle doll from the Conjuring movie and watched as people pulled up the picture. Just for them to be like, whatever, this is dumb already. Uh, other than that, I know that she lived or lives now in the uh, Warren's Museum and has existed most of the time in between in a box. All right. Well, I'm going to give you a little bit of history of it. Um, we're going to kind of go into a little bit of what might actually be truth what might not actually be truth um as carly says and tara i have my skeptical spectacles on tonight okay um which is 
ter- terrible for me because I-, I want it to be true. Something fierce, but I don't know. So, the little deranged doll Annabelle was a gift to Donna. Now, I have heard from other stories that Donna was a made-up name for the actual person named, I'm going to butcher the fuck out of this, Deirdre Bernard. Uh, Deirdre? So, Deirdre. De- Deirdre. Dr. Dre Bernard. It's Deirdre. All right. Well, well, so so the gift was given to Dr. Dre from her mother on her 28th birthday. But but other stories say that it, is, it was from her 25th birthday. I'm going to go a little bit into that after I finish the history because I did some watching of Ed and Lorraine Warren talk about Annabelle and there were some key notes that Ed said that kind of didn't sound right. Okay. So for the for the majority of this story, I'm going to call her Donna just because it's easier. Okay. Because I can't say Dr. Dre. Yep. Uh, Donna brought it back to her apartment where she lived there with her um, roommate, Angie. Uh, now, Angie's real name was actually Laura Clifton. Okay. But same thing. I'm just going to call her Angie throughout the entire thing. Gotcha. Uh, Donna would leave the Raggedy Ann doll on the sofa in the living room with its arms and legs stretched out. And when they would come back home, the doll would have its arms and legs crossed. Donna would leave her on the bed when she get, when she get home from school and Annabelle would be in different positions. Normally its legs would be crossed and her arms would sometimes be sitting in her lap. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, there were some times when the doll's arms would be pointing outward, almost like, Annabelle was gesturing to something like, what's up, motherfucker? What you going to do? What you going to do? Gangster Annabelle. Uh, Annabelle's activity started to get a little more weird as she moved from room to room, kind of almost like a teleportation. So uh, according to Carly, Annabelle doesn't fuck around. You exactly right. So much better than uh, Robert the doll. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, she would kind of get a little more weirder. She would jump around from room to room, kind of like a teleportation. Uh, One night, Donna came home with her roommate, Angie, and her fiance, Lou, who in real life, real life is Cal Randall. That's his name. Uh, Annabelle was kneeling on a chair in the living room, but Donna remembers leaving her in her bedroom that morning. So they walked in. In the living room and saw this ratchety, raggedy Ann doll just kneeling on a chair again, probably like, sup, motherfuckers. So they kind they got confused on, on like why the doll was in that position. So they went to go like adjust her and the doll, just like um, your genitalia, went limp and would stay limp. Jesus. Okay. Uh, not in this story. Not yet. I didn't know that I had that problem. Uh, I mean, I watch you sleep. If that's not weird enough for you. <laughs> okay. It gets even weirder. Mm-hmm. Annabelle started to write letters in pencil on parchment paper, but they had no pencils in the apartment or parchment paper. Uh, uh, okay. The messages would read, help us or help Cal. The only thing that ran through my head when you told me all of that was Annabelle, like, 
waiting for everybody to leave and then throwing her purse over her shoulder and going to fucking Walmart or somewhere else just to pick up parchment paper and pencils. <laughs> just like casually strolling through a Walmart, skipping, singing some like awesome tune and then getting back to the house to continue her murderous rampage. <laughs> could you, could you just like imagine that? Like she's trying to go through self checkout, but she's not high enough to scan it. So she's like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm just going to kill everyone anyway. Yeah. So if y'all didn't realize Annabelle shops at Walmart, uh, where am I at? I keep losing myself. The girls just thought someone was breaking into their apartment to play a trick on them. Fair. All right. So they start to leave markings on the doors and windowsills and rearrange the furniture, hoping if someone was breaking in, they'd leave some form of, of a trace, but they never got any kind of evidence. Okay. So instead of calling the cops, all right, first off, I'm going to back up a little bit. I'm going to back up. Those dumb bitches. Okay. <laughs> they had a doll that would cross its legs, cross its arms, whatnot, teleport. Was leaving them naughty notes. On parchment paper and with pencils that didn't exist in the apartment. Yes. And waiting for them when they get home in a chair. And your first thought isn't, hmm, maybe I should get rid of this crazy psycho. Maybe I should, I don't know, chop it up into little bits, light it on fire, and then throw holy water and then put just holy items around it. Why didn't they, like, lock it in a cage? Because despite all my rage, I'm still just a rat okay, in a cage. Okay, Why would Why would they put it in a cage, Garrett? Because if they, that way, if they think it's the doll, they put the doll in a cage. They throw the key in the trash can or somewhere else, or they hide the key. If the doll is out of the cage, when they get home, then they know that the doll is the one terrorizing them. Unless they think someone's breaking in. Okay, once they clear up that, though, and they know that nobody's breaking in, that's when you put the doll in the cage. They they did the whole, you know, let's leave traps and stuff to make sure nobody's breaking into our apartment. Why didn't after that they were like, all right, so nobody's breaking in. Hmm. All of these weird things started happening. I don't know. When the fucking doll got here. Why so let's they- put the doll in a cage and see if the doll's not in a cage when we come home. Why not just call the fucking cops? Because the police suck. True. (laughs) But at the same time, it's some form of a documented record, which I would get. I would get into that, too. We're we're not we're not done. I'm just in the history. So I wouldn't have called the police either. I don't know. I'm kind of with them. At the same time, though, I would have been putting the doll in a cage because then at least, you know, whether or not the doll is the one being mischievous. No. Unless the I, doll puts itself back in the cage. That motherfucker would be going to Goodwill. Someone else's problem. She would find her way back. Uh, not my chair, not with my her, problem. With her parchment paper and pencils. <laughs> Wait, we need to do math. <laughs> I don't know my two plus twos. So. My two plus twos. Um, After the messages and the, the rearranging of the furniture and shit like that. Annabelle kept like doing her own thing. She was like vibing just like from room to room, just kind of doing her thing. Um, And then like one day, old little Miss Annabelle had blood on her hands. Actual blood. Actual blood. Okay. That's when you call the police. Now 
I've read two different things. I have read a little bit of blood, like on the backside of the hands. Okay. And then I've also read that the hands were saturated in blood, like soaking in blood. Okay. And being a raggedy end all, it's like cotton filled linen pretty much. Yeah. And it would have soaked in to the doll itself, like to the cotton itself. Yeah. Um, huh. And then she also had three blood stain blood stains on her chest. So this bitch was in some kinky shit. Or some scary shit. Or some scary kinky shit. <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a question for this. Oh, okay. For, on this. If she had blood on the back of her hands or saturated in blood, any picture you see of her when she's in her you know, why little, isn't it stained? Thing? Why is it not stained? Yeah. Why is it not stained? Because they had some really good fucking cleaner. Motherfuckers were using OxyClean in 1970? OxyClean. Yeah. Well, I'll get into the 1970 thing, too. But There's a lot of things we're getting into. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're just going through the history at this point. Like, I, I have notes in here where I need to be saying shit that I'm not saying yet. Okay. So, um, after the whole blood situation... Instead of calling the fucking cops, you know, that a normal person would do. Yeah, like normal people. They they decide to call a medium. Uh, okay. I, I mean, that's a you move, though. I think you would you would call a medium before you call the cops. Now, I wouldn't even gotten that fucking far. I don't like dolls, Garrett. As soon as someone gifted me a doll, I'd be like, hmm, no. Nah. Okay, well... Good job punching the window. Fuck that window. Second of all, we hear knocks, bangs, booms, footsteps, uh, whispers, voices. You name it, we've heard it within your house. And we have called no one. <laughs> okay. And that's that's exactly the... Uh, but, I mean, I, I got to blame me. I got to blame me for that. So if there is someone legitimately in the house, they're not going far. They're going to be a part of what else is whispering in this house. All right. Um, which sidetrack real quick. If you kill someone in your house, like that broke in, it isn't in theory, they could just haunt you and fuck up your life. I, I don't know because I've never believed that you would get cursed or haunted by a, a spirit if you killed with purpose, like in self-defense or defense of a third party or anything like that. If I if my life is in danger, I'm killing you. I don't care. I will probably go spend some time in jail or prison or whatever just by regulation, but by regulation. By regulation. Yeah. It, it's like the regulatory thing to do when you kill someone, I think. You get a five-minute penalty? I, a little bit longer than five minutes. <laughs> if five minutes means 10 years, then yes. But somebody comes at me, especially while I'm sleeping, even if they're not coming in with, with malintent, I'm probably going to end up killing them by accident. So then it'll be involuntary manslaughter, which will cut the cut the time spent down. Plus, it'll, I'll get out and go on good behavior. Plus... As much as I hate to say it, I'm white. So. And they're going to stretch your booty. Yeah. But I'll be out in three years with a stretch booty hole. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. When you fart, it's going to be like. 
Nothing. Um, but back to Annabelle instead of your rectal issues. Uh, so the medium claimed to have channeled the spirit of a seven-year-old girl that was from the doll. Uh, it was said that she used to play in that area long before there was any apartments built on that property. Um, so she was tied to the property itself. Yes. Okay. Yes. So basically they said that like, um, I just lost it. I have in here many happy hours were passed in childish innocence until all of a sudden, um, it mysteriously, mysteriously just came to an end. Like it was a sudden death. Uh, since her death, the child spirit had wandered the fields. Once the apartments were built upon them, its halls became a, lo- a lonely place for her to haunt. The pace of modern life meant everyone at, was at work all the time, leaving the spectral girl to have no one to play with. But then one day, two young women moved in and brought with them a playfully looking raggedy and all. Finally, she had someone to play with and more so young people who would be more sympathetic and allow her to play with them. The medium told them that the little girl asked if she could live in the doll and stay with them. And those two dumb fucks said yes. Nice. Yeah. I got a couple problems with this situation, though. One. In this in, in this scenario, it said that the two young women moved in and brought with them a playfully looking raggedy and doll. But if you remember me saying that Donna's mother gifted her the Raggedy Ann doll after they had already moved into the apartment. Yeah. There's my first problem. Secondly, why in the actual fuck <laughs> would you say yes to letting letting a little girl in a doll who literally had blood on her hands stay with you? I mean, I'm in for it. No. No, no. And then third, if it is a demonic presence, it is easier to trick people when they cloak themselves as a child spirit. And when the, and when the girls said, okay, to Annabelle, they allowed the demon to attach and show itself. By the way, I don't know if I mentioned this yet, but Annabelle in her real life, her last name was Higgins. So the Annabelle Higgins. Okay. Um, and I'll get into that too. Yeah, that was a lot of yelling. Yeah. Uh, so after the medium talked to them about Annabelle, uh, they started to treat her like a living little girl. Uh, actually, fun fact, there is a bracelet on the, I believe, the right arm of Annabelle now that's still on there. In the museum? In the museum that Donna gave her, you know, so they would have her at the breakfast table and converse with her, buy her little outfits, and started calling her Annabelle instead of Raggedy Ann. Well, Lou was the only one out of all of them that actually had a fucking brain, apparently. So he still didn't believe that whatever was inside the doll was actually a little girl. Okay. Uh, supposedly, Annabelle saw Lou as a threat. She began to get more malicious towards him. The following weeks, Lou started to have nightmares, and one night he woke up to the sight of Annabelle gliding over to him while he was in some form of sleep paralysis. Okay? Annabelle started to choke Lou, but after much struggling, he freed himself. Okay. uh, Angie and Lou are fiancé. You know, whatever you want to call that. 
um, fiancer and fiancés, I guess, whatever. You would think that they kind of, they'd sleep in the same bed. You know, let's just, yeah. let's just in theory, it's an apartment, two, two bedroom, two bath apartment. You yeah. would in theory believe that they would, they would sleep in the same bed. Now I've heard two different stories. I've heard he was sleeping on the couch when this happened. And then the one that I just read. So maybe they didn't believe in sleeping in the same bed until they were married. Who does that? People in 1970. And Mormons. <laughs> Nobody likes the Mormons, Garrett. I like the Mormons. I don't. You know why? I don't know shit about Mormons. Because they bother me at my house. <laughs> Do you have a minute to talk about Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior? No. No, I don't. And if I was a Mormon, why the hell would I be knocking on doors to tell other people about Jesus Christ when there's only a limited amount of space? Am I wrong? I, I don't know anything about what they believe. So sure, I yeah, you're right. I don't know. I don't know the rules here. Any fucking way. <laughs> there was another case where Angie and Lou were in the apartment by themselves and they heard a noise from Donna's room. So Lou being a you know big man went to investigate it. When he walked in, he saw Annabelle just vibing in the corner, just doing her own thing. Just fucking Millie rocking. Just, mm, I, mm. just sitting there, I assume, right? Just laying there, yeah, laying oh, on the floor. Okay. In the corner in the corner of the room. He went over to the doll and began to feel a burning sensation on his chest. He had seven claw marks forming, and when Angie got to him, he was bleeding through his shirt. I have also read another story that said that he had a burning sensation on his back and he had the claw marks on the front. Whatever. So at this point, Donna, Angie, and Lou contacted their local priest who said, fuck that, and called the Warrens. Yeah. Don't know why they would call the Warrens, but anyway. I mean, the Warrens are well known for, I mean, at this point, I mean, Ed Warren at this point had probably done a couple exorcisms or unsanctioned exorcisms. Yeah. In theory. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a, he's a self-proclaimed demonologist. Yeah, like I said, in theory. Uh, Which I'll... We'll get into more of that. Okay. We'll get into that. I'm, right. I'm still in the historical part. All right. So upon arriving at their apartment and listening to their testimonies, the Warrens diagnosed the happenings as the result of demonic infestation. Of course, because it's the Warrens. If a fucking pen falls because it is an unlevel table, the Warrens are going to be like, oh, it's a fucking demon. That's a fucking demon. That that motherfucker right there is Bathsheba. I love that every time that we talk about them, more and more so, Ed Warren's or the Ed Warren's, wow. <laughs> uh Ed Lorraine Warren, more specifically Ed Warren, was like the Zach Bagans of his time. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's okay. It's every, okay. Everything's a fucking demon. I, I love oh. how you brought up Zach Bagans because he does come in. What the fucking Yep. So <laughs> anyways. Uh, the Warrens diagnosed the happenings as a result of demonic infestation. Like I said, according to the Warrens, there had been, there had never been an Annabelle. Instead, it was a trick of a, de- a demonic, inhuman spirit delivered through the mouth of an unsuspected medium. So basically, it tricked the medium. Yeah. As Donna and Angie had agreed to let the entity possess the doll, it had received the permission required to be able to inflict harm. Which, if you're a demon. Why do you need a permission to do anything? Why do you need a permission? Yeah, why do you need a permission <laughs> to do anything? 
like obviously in in the realm of things the angelic spirit or the you know angelic world yeah. is more powerful god is the most powerful and then you have the angelics and then you have like the demonics you know satan lucifer if you want to believe that demonic entities that kind of shit is powerful why the fuck does a demon need need permission to do anything i wonder if it's kind of like a vampire it has to you know I be like coming to the literally house. about to make that that uh, analogy as well the an analogy yeah maybe i don't know i'm i'm i ain't about this bullshit like i i know that we're supposed to be like making annabelle sound really fucking good but so far so far it's not working <laughs> okay uh, but like i said i had my skeptical spectacles on so in a, in the middle of a boxing match annabelle punches herself in the face <laughs> annabelle delivers a blow right to the temple um as Donna and Angie had agreed to let the entity possess the doll, it had received the permission required to be able to inflict harm. The warrants further stated that if the situation had continued un, uh, continued unchecked, the demonic entity would have probably killed them them all within a week or two. Of course, mm-hmm. concern for the young roommates' lives. Ed contacted a priest, or the a contest a con, contacted the priest and asked asked. For a cleansing uh, exorcism to be performed. The priest duly exercised the and blessed the apartment and its residents. So basically he brought in some dumb wells, treadmill, and they just they kind of worked it out, you know. Dumbbells? Dumbbells. Yeah. Yeah. They just they just fucking swole, got gains, you know? I feel that. Uh at Donna's request, the Warrens took the doll home with them. Annabelle was placed in the backseat of the car. Within no time at all, the Warrens felt the presence of the demonic spirit in the car with them. Angry, it pla- angry, it plagued the plagued the car, making it stall and causing the power steering and brakes to fail. At times, Ed claimed he lost all control of the car. Several times during the drive, they came close to a fatal accident. The third time that the car stalled, Ed pulled out a vial of holy water from his equipment bag and started to yeet all that water onto the doll. For the rest of the car ride home, though, the demonic spirit did not bother them. So, again, who was in this car? Ed and Lorraine and Annabelle. And that's it? Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's okay. It's okay. We haven't gotten, we haven't gotten to the end, so. How intriguing that it was just them two and a doll and they started having all these problems it's okay it's gonna dive deeper into that i I like where you're headed i really like where you're headed yeah it's not gonna drive deeper i'll tell you that much (laughs) so once home ed placed annabelle in a chair next to his desk the warns have stated that over the few days the doll levitated and teleported between different rooms of the house not only that one time whilst whilst Yep. One time while they were at home alone, Lorraine reported hearing loud rolling growls that reverberate, re- reverberated <laughs> throughout the house. We got that going on right now. That was, that's interesting. Yeah. On one occasion, a priest visit a priest fucking visited <laughs> the Warrens about their recent case involving Annabelle. <laughs> During the discourse, the priest picked up the doll and said, you are just a rag doll, Annabelle. You can't hurt anyone. And then Ed warned him against saying such a thing. 
When it came time for the priest to leave, Lorraine took special care to tell him to drive carefully. She, cl she claimed that her clairvoyance had discerned tragedy for the young priest. Mm. Her clairvoyance, her supernatural powers. Yeah, her fucking superpowers that, you know, in the Conjuring universe, she can have full-blown battles with witches. Uh, sorry if you haven't seen the new uh, Conjuring movie. My bad. Uh, a few hours later, the priest's car was destroyed in a near-fatal car accident after his brakes had failed. In the years that followed, more incidents of paranormal phenomena were said to have occurred around Annabelle, including at least one death. The situation became so dangerous that Ed and Lorraine had Annabelle encased, encased in a glass box. It wasn't a glass box, but I'll get there. Uh, the Warrens have slash had a uh, museum in their basement where they were, were would give tours. Uh, obviously, now it's no long. It's there, but they don't. They can't do uh, tours because of like zoning issues and shit like that. The Warrens Occult Museum. Yeah, I was reading up on their website. And I thought I saw that they were reopened. Oh, really? I thought, but it might have just been an old post that I saw. Maybe I don't. I don't know. Did he just use the word "yeet"? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeet yeah. is a is a word in my vocabulary. Um, I think it's a word in everybody's vocabulary at this point. It hit the internet, so it became like a like a meme. Yep. And. I mean, I don't keep up with all that stuff, but which is surprising. Uh, nah, actually, you know what? No, it's not. It's not surprising at all. I hate internet and TV and all of that. I'm so. not going to lie. Like, there's a few words that I hate, and one of them is bussin', and I use it all the time out of just, like, joking, like, that shit bussin'. No. Nope. That, and, and the, 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 sheesh, that, I found myself using that a lot. And I, it started out me just joking. Yeah, I don't use any of those. Yeah, well, you know what I, you know what I say all the time, and I've said it for the last I don't know, eleven years of my life. Whenever somebody says something, something I'm just like word, word, word. That's it. Just word. Everything's word, word, word. Well, on one particular tour, a young man found the story of Annabelle amusing and started to tap on the glass and mock her, saying, "If you're real, then scratch me." Ed kicked them out. And later that day, he was on his motorcycle with his girlfriend when a car collided with them, killing him, but his girlfriend lived. I've also heard the story say that they were coming back from the museum when they got hit, not later on in the day. That's how who died? I'm sorry? The, so they had... Um, you say that's how Ed died? No, Ed died in 2006 from just yeah, uh, yeah. From something, okay. heart failure or something. I don't know. Um, on one particular tour, a young man found the story of Annabelle amusing and started to tap on the glass and mock her. So Ed and kicked said, him out. Oh, Ed kicked him out. Okay, yeah. that's that's where I got confused. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's Ed said, get the fuck out. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of where the history of Annabelle ends. Okay. Um. But in 2017, you said his name. We like him. You love him. Zach! Biggins touched Annabelle, not inappropriately though. He only touched her, uh, stating that she was telling him to. When he touched her, <laughs> will you fucking come on? When, when when he touched her, he saw a dark entity come out of her and into him. 
The next day, a bolt of lightning hit the light pole next to his car, leaving a gash on the pole. He does say touching Annabelle was a bad idea because he had some weird shit happen to him since then. I be- fucking believe it. Of course he did. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. Or not amazing. Or I don't really know. So, Famously infamous. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it fucking works for him. You Infamously know, famous. So you said something about uh, putting Annabelle in a cage, right? Yes. What did you know in twenty twenty in last year? In last in twenty twenty in yeah. last year in, in the last year. Yep. She escaped from the museum. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah. Did yeah. she escape or was she stolen? No, she escaped. Where did they find her? But see, here's the thing, Garrett. Or did they not find her? They didn't find her. You want to know why? Them? No, you want to know why? Why? Because she never escaped. There was a rumor. Oh. Yep. Um, so the son-in-law of Ed and Lorraine Warren, Tony Sparrow, took a picture with the doll and said, you know, she's still fucking here. Yeah. She hasn't moved. Um, Annabelle's case is not a glass case. It is a wooden case with a glass front on it. Isn't, and isn't it plexiglass? No. no. Oh, it is it's, glass it's glass? glass glass. But it does have a wooden frame to it. Yes, it is a wooden, it is a wooden box with a glass front. Um, so it's kind of just like window panes. Yeah, kind of. All the way around. Uh, I, I believe it's only the glass front. Everything else is just a wood box. Okay. Um, the demon tarot card is on the on that glass, too. It's kind of stick, sticking off to the side. Um, there is a cross above her, like on the pointy part. And on the front of it, which I don't really understand this, it says positively do not open. It just sounds weird for me, like weird to hear it that way. Positively do not open. I mean, I, I don't know. I think that sounds pretty normal. I, I thought you were going to tell me that they like had made some sort of trinity with a cross, the demon card, and something else. Oh, the um, the no, the uh, the box does get like blessed. And, no, 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 no. Uh, no. Oh, they don't open it, but they bless the box like every year or I, so. I'm willing to bet you that they have someone open it and clean. Oh, absolutely. And I'll tell you what. I don't know if you could pay me enough. Well, you could pay me. I believe you. You want to know why? Because you like doing sketchy shit. Yeah. (laughs) But the reason why I do it is because I don't think it's true. I don't think any of it's fucking true. You don't think any of the animal stuff is true? I don't believe a single word of it. You think it's all just hearsay and, and hype up? It's not hearsay. I believe that Ed and Lorraine Warren made it all up because I did a search trying to find Deirdre Bernard, Laura Clifton, and Cal What's-His-Nuts. Can't find anything on them. Nothing. At all? At all. I've looked up trying to find fucking pictures. I've tried finding news articles. I tried to find a news article about the priest. Couldn't find anything on that. I tried to find a news article on a motorcycle accident leaving the Warrens. Nothing about that. There is no actual physical proof of any of it. The notes, there is nothing about the notes. Like, there's no pictures of the notes. There's no physical proof of that. Yep, there's nothing on that. And the reason why I think it's all made up is because the, like, you remember what I was saying that we, I was watching the interview of Ed and Lorraine Warren? Yeah. So every single story that I've read, 
says that it was in 1970 and it was gifted to Donna Deirdre, whatever the fuck her name is, as a birthday present. But in this interview, full, full face, I saw it on YouTube myself. This interview, Ed, Lo- Ed, Ed, Lauren, Ed Warren says that the doll was given to the girl as a Christmas present in 1971. So their story isn't even holding up to itself. Bingo. But also in that same interview, they were discussing about how they would read stories from people and they would see that their stories weren't lining up. And so they they kind of they kind of called it called themselves out because in this interview they they said in in retrospect they said you know, we, we see all these stories, they don't line up. So basically we need to make sure, make sure our stories stay the same. Right. And over the years they have, huh. they have tried their best to do it to the T to stay the same. But it's these little, these little things. Now, granted, this was, this was 19, I think the video was 19, like late seventies, early eighties, but still, and another thing I want to bring up is in this in this video, in this interview, Ed talks about his paintings. Now, we've seen his paintings, they're really good, they're yep. nice. Back in the 50s, he was they would try to sell their paintings and basically they were trying to get rich. They're yeah. trying to make money so they could live on easy street as he said. Yeah. You know, so you do all that kind of shit. Was this another get rich quick scheme? I think they saw an opportunity uh-huh. and they and they capitalized on it. I think their lives. Well, we're, we're going to rewind all the way to like 37 minutes ago. And uh, this is no longer from the paranormal chapter. This is now the conspiracy theory chapter. So welcome. Yeah. So the thing is. This is all, this is a lot of information to take in all at once. It is. It is. <laughs> oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. So I know that like, we're not, you know, when you're, when you're fighting and, and stuff, you don't, you don't talk to the competition, Yeah. but I had nobody else to talk to about this. So I literally just ran it to Carly for like a pat the past week. Just like, this is fucking bullshit. It's all bullshit because I want it to. I want it to come into this just swinging heavy hitters like this happened and this happened and this happened. But the problem, the problem is you can't. You can debunk every single piece of evidence in the Annabelle case. You can't find any of the any of the people, which I'm going to call them characters. Yeah. You can't find any of the characters. The Warren stories did not match up. There is no evidence on a priest, you know, getting whatever it, that's the thing you would think that somebody that was involved in that story in that story would have come out and said something or would have been prone to say something like a priest like the fucking girlfriend zach baggins i mean he can take a dump and be like oh it's the demons the fucking <laughs> demons are doing this to me yeah. So I don't know. That's where I, that's where I stand on it. I stand on Annabelle is a really good story. I believe that there was there was shit there to make a story and so they made it. 
Yes. I do have other I do have something else that I want to add that I forgot to write down. But in the in the show, um oh god, what is it called? The I can't remember the the show's name. Fuck. That was in a that was not a good example, whatever that was. It's it's an old TV show. I can't remember, but the anyway, that, the one that Whitney told us about. No, no, no. Uh, the Twilight Zone. The Twilight oh, okay, Zone. Yes, okay. yes. The Twilight Zone. Thank you, thank you very much, uh, Carly and Tara. Um, the Twilight Zone had an episode called "The Living Doll" that aired five years before Annabelle Case, the Annabelle Case. Okay. And the were some of the details mocked. Yes. Uh-huh. The the. I believe the girl's name was Donna. I believe the girl's name is Donna. I, I think Donna Deirdre, one or two. I think it was very close. And the doll's name was Annabelle. So there's, there's a lot of similarities to that. Okay. And so you have, so you have, and obviously with Ed and Lorraine Warren being so involved in that entire community, they probably watched, saw, heard about, stayed in tune with all of that stuff. So if something caught, their attention that they like really wanted to bring to life, so to speak, then in theory they could because they have all the details and not only that, but they have all the know-how as well as the reputation to make it happen. And they have extremely creative minds. Sure. I think about it. I mean, I'm not going to take that away. I think that a creative mind is a dangerous mind if used in the wrong way. And the more I learn about them as people, the less I like them and the less I want to learn more. So I, um, I pulled some cards like last night and I was texting Carly about it. And, uh, I pulled cards on like the Annabelle thing and, and I'll, I'll post pictures on Instagram, but I asked if Annabelle was, True. The story of Annabelle was true. And my answers were just basically just no, like it, it's, it's bullshit. It's it, like what I got was I like, think that's a really specific question to ask tarot cards though. I don't think that's, I don't know if that's broad enough for tarot cards. Well, we got the village tarot, witch on with us. That's true. So she might say otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then I also asked the question, um, was Ed Warren just in it for the money. Right. And I got three cards that were all cups. Was was all part of like the cups. Sure. Um, which I can't I can't fucking remember off the top of my head. That's who, I don't know what any of them mean. Yeah. So you're doing better than me. <clears throat> yeah, well I, I don't know either. I'm just kinda wanging it. Yeah. That's why that's why I got Carly. So and um, she, uh, for reference, she did say that you can totally be that specific, but then again, I'll, I'm making up these rules as I go. <laughs> well, you're the rule maker. I just, I just follow. So, yeah. So I pulled cards and all the, all the cards were like, yeah, like he saw an opportunity to make fucking money and that's what he did. I mean, seemingly so. Um, if you read all the clues, all the clues are there. Uh, as far as, you know, the paintings going back that far all the way to the museum, to the 
fake investigations that they did to the fake demonic possessions and exorcisms that they did and charge these families buku money. To the Amityville case. Yeah, and they targeted, I hate using that word because it sounds like they were murderers, but they targeted wealthy families and families that were doing well for themselves. And people that they knew they could just price gouge because they they were providing a service. You know, well, not just a service, but providing a just life-changing service. Yeah. I, I think that's that's the the sell point for them is that they're like, oh well, everything's gonna be better after we're done. And it's like, no, it's not. Yeah. Because you're not doing anything. If if they were doing something, if there was something there, they just were making it worse. Yeah. Um but I think for some families, I think that they did their justice in at least relieving the mind of these people. Um, because a lot of times, and we always go back to it with paranormal things, whether it's, you know, possessions, hauntings, uh, you know, poltergeist, it, it, it doesn't matter which way you go. A lot of it has to do with energy. And if you have a negative mindset or a negative energy or a negative aura about it, it's going to attract more negative things. Yeah. So if they come in and quote unquote cleanse or exercise or whatever they do to soften the aura, to so to speak, and make them just kind of, like I said, appease their mind or put their mind at ease then okay they did a little bit of good there but I mean, the it's amount like, of bad that they did it's it, like a it's like a Kmart brand therapist at that point yeah so like we're 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 focusing on the negative and there is a lot of negative to it but at there's also some bright to it too they they kind of led the way for other paranormal investigators, for the Zach Bagans and the Daryl Marstons and, you know, all these other big name people. If they paved the way for Zach Bagans, I'm not I'm not super happy about it. I mean, I don't know. I do. I I don't know, man. Like that like, dude's a fucking sideshow. So, yeah, yeah. I just I'm trying to be nice. OK, so. So anyway, the. Yeah, they led the way for a lot of other investigators and for us to be able to talk here and 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 not get, you know, bashed. I mean, we are getting bashed, but um I don't I definitely don't think we won our boxing match. I, I think I think that Annabelle knocked herself out. I and, think and we're like we're the coaches who like are trying to pick her back up and throw her into the ring to fight Robert the doll when really She's just like walking into the ring with a white towel over her head. It's okay because I think if this was a legitimate, legitimate boxing match, Robert the Doll would be bashing his against his head against one post, and Annabelle would be bashing her head on the other post because neither one of us, the the haunted housewives, they they <laughs> they had their 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 skeptical spectacles on too. So I I don't know. I mean, I yeah. think I think it's a draw. Campfire Chronicles zero, Haunted Housewives one. I think it's a draw, and we're gonna do this again. So you better be ready. Um, but I think we're gonna close this out. 
and then we'll hang around on the live stream a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, but before I do close out, please follow us on Instagram, all of our social medias. Um, I never plug this, and I think we should. Um, go to iTunes. Find us on iTunes and leave us a review, please. Like, you know, give us a five-star review. Give us a, you know, comment that says we're the greatest in sliced fucking bread. Fuck, if you don't like us, give us a three-star review or a one-star. You don't have to give us a five-star. Don't listen to Chris. Or No, no, give us a five-star. I mean, give us a five-star if you enjoy. Uh, or just give us a five-star because, you know, you love the sultry sounds of my voice. Sweet. And at that, that point, we just went from a five to a one. But I want to thank you all for listening. If you're enjoying our show, be sure to follow us and stay tuned for more episodes to come. And as always, do your own research. All right, Annabelle and the Haunted Housewives podcast and Robert the Doll 